we go to a big church here in Colorado Springs. There's several thousand people that come on Sundays and even a few thousand or maybe a thousand and a half people that go on Friday nights. And my wife and I were at the Friday night service recently and there was a woman leading worship on stage. So it's a you know big church, big deal to lead uh, people in the songs and praise and worship before the service happens is, is a big deal, right? Just because there's lots of people and it's a big church and it's, it's, it's a cool thing. And the woman leading the worship service was doing such a great job. Like she was really... Uh, into it, it, whatever talent you look for and somebody leading, you know, a thousand people and and singing songs, she had it all. She had a great voice. She had a great authentic vibe. She was just really, really going for it. If you've ever seen that before, this, you know, it's a great person in their zone of genius doing the best job that they can with all the passion that they have in their body to go deliver that thing to the world. She was doing it. And I realized something that a few years ago, I first met this woman on stage I met her, she was the assistant to the person that we had hired to clean our house. As my wife and I got busy with our businesses, we made the investment in having somebody help out around the house to keep things a little more tidy. And this woman would come and she never said anything. I've never, I didn't know her name. I still don't, I still don't know her name. And, uh, and, and she had gone, it hit me in that moment that this was the same person, this meek, quiet, kind of shy person doing what I can assume is not her dream job to be the assistant or the right-hand person to a person that has a home cleaning business to now seeing her in her fully realized potential up on stage doing what seemed like what she was born to do. She was stewarding all of her talents and all of her gifts. In that moment, they came out on stage. And this is the third of the three-part series, third episode of three-part series about potential. And today I want to talk about the potential that we have as people. So on Wednesday, we talked about the potential of an idea. On Monday, we kind of unpacked the potential as I recounted my trip to the Kern Valley State Prison that I went on last week. And today, I want to continue that discussion in our final episode of the potential that we have as humans to go serve other people. Let's jump in. Want to know what it really takes to build a thriving, profitable business from the ground up? Hey, I'm your host, Cody Birch, and this is the Cody Builds a Business Podcast, your unfiltered front row seat to watching me build a seven-figure online business from scratch or die trying. Let's get started. There's a friend that I have in town, and she's kind of a counselor relationship advisor type person, and she knew that I had a relationship with this other person, and she was being a good friend, and she was asking how that was going. And I said, oh, he's a jerk, right? I gave, I assigned some labels to this person. And she paused for a second in my moment of weakness. And she said, well, you know, he's a human. He's just exhibiting some kind of these behaviors. And I was like, oh yeah, that's right. Like we're all, we're all people. And that was the same thing that was very present for me last week going to the prison is that these are all humans. Like there's circumstances and there's behaviors that surround who we are as people and kind of how we show up in the world. But we're at the core, we're all human beings uh, on this planet trying to make the world a better place, hopefully, right? And so that's a, a great reminder. I also, I, I really resonate with the story I told in the introduction because that's the transformation I had to go through as well. I used to identify as a tech person. I was just the tech guy, the funnel guy, the implementer, the marketer behind the scenes. I wasn't ever front of the house. I was always back of the house. I was typically at the back table when we would host live events. I didn't have to be up on stage. I just didn't have to do that. When I would go to events and network, I didn't have to network. I went there to learn. And I thought, why would you ever want to network? I don't understand the value in that. I came here to learn a skill, not to meet new people. And that was the mantle that I proudly wore for about a decade. And then going into my business, as I was starting to grow, I realized I have to exhibit these other behaviors. I have to become somebody new and add these new skills. I had to become a networker. I had to become somebody who was a servant. I had to become a better listener. I had to become somebody who was going to lead with podcasts and thinking and writing and blog posts and live events. That takes a different person. 
And so there's who we are. And I want to pause for a minute as I try to work through this. I've been thinking about this a lot. As I mentioned on Monday, I've been working on this concept for about six months. And I don't mean our identity because I think that our identity, when I say who we are, I don't mean our identity because that never changes. Like we are, depending on your worldview, you know, I'm, I'm a human, I'm Christie's husband, I'm Jacob Luke and Ben's dad, I'm a son of God. Like there's these identity things, like that's who we are at our core. And then there's circumstances, right? Like maybe I would say I'm a marketer, I'm an event host, I'm a podcast host, I'm a writer. And then we start to add some labels to that. And those are kind of fleeting circumstantial things. And those, you know, th- those can change. I went from a tech guy to a event host, right? That's a big different, but it's just a label you put on yourself and at your core, your identity hasn't changed. So I don't mean we need to change, you know, who we are at our core identity to be somebody different. I don't mean that, but I do mean that there's a gap between the types of behaviors and labels that we use to describe ourselves and our circumstances and what we can possibly be. Now, let me try to unpack that a bit more. It's kind of a big concept. I don't know if that that lands with you or not. Like I talked about the piece of paper on Wednesday, that a white piece of paper can be anything. You can make it a cartoon book. You can make it a contract. You can make it a funny picture, a piece of art. You can make it a paperweight or a coaster. Like You can do whatever you want with a piece of paper. It's got potential. And that's how we all are. Like the woman leading worship at our church, she could have identified as, well, I'm a house cleaner. Like That's what I do for my vocation. But there was something nagging at her and something pulling at her, I'm assuming, I don't know her personal story, to say what I really want to be doing though. I want to be singing. I want to be in front of people. I want to be leading worship. I want to be, and maybe she has other aspirations too. Maybe she wants to write and record and make an album. And maybe she wants to learn a a musical instrument. I I don't know what what her desires are, but that's the potential. And we all have that. It's it's seemingly infinite. The best I can explain it, it seems like it'll it'll continue on forever. So I've gone from when I've just run my own business, I've gone from an agency owner, Facebook advertiser, funnel builder, as as labels on the exterior, to a event host, servant, teacher, coach, mentor, etc. Does that make sense? So I want you to start to think about that with with you, like your own business. I. I meet people all the time that they're, they have some present state and they're trying to, they don't identify with that and go, I've never really seen myself as this thing that I'm doing. I've always identified as blank. And they've got this gap and they've got this vision that they're pursuing. And I saw it in my wife's eyes when we came back from uh, the, her first opportunity to be a paid event planner for somebody else. We were swimming in my parents' pool uh, at their house in Texas before they sold it. And I told her like, babe, you could do this. Like you could you have this ability and there's this gap of where you are and the way you're identifying yourself out in the world. Cause I think she worked at the church at the time to think, well, how could I ever charge for that? Or who would I to be to put that label on of an event planner or an event manager or an event host and charge money for that? Like what would have to be true about that? Because there's a gap and there's a gap of belief. There's a gap of vision. That's why coaches and mentors are so important to say, Hey, and I have coaches and mentors. I'm not, never saying this like Christy, my wife couldn't see it. And, and her smart husband showed her the way. Like, that's not what I'm trying to imply because we do that all the time. I was on a call today with a person helping them talking about marketing their event. And before the call is over, I was like, Hey, how would you market my event? You know, like it's so helpful to get an outside perspective. And we just always, I always ask and always see, because I see things not for what they are, but for what they could be. And put another way, it's not who we are in the world and the labels we put on ourselves. It's who we're becoming. And I can't stop thinking about that. For me, I'm going into a major shift of somebody who hosts live events. I just kind of live behind my computer in my home office, in my basement, in my cul-de-sac in Colorado, and it's all shifting and all changing. So then you start to wonder, well, what has to be true about that person? What does their average day look like? 
What habits does that person need to embody? What characteristics do they need to have to go serve those other people? That's part of why I went to the prison trip last week. I knew it would stretch me and grow me in an area where I was kind of weak. And that could be an area of empathy, an area of perspective. Maybe there was some ungratitude that I had in my heart towards, I don't know, towards my circumstance to say, hey, my life's hard. I can't fill my event. And then you meet somebody who's in prison forever or whatever. Like it's like, okay, that's, that's some great perspective. I feel a lot more gratitude now. I feel a lot more patience with my circumstances, my kids, my business, my job, because I've seen how bad other people can have it. it gives me some gratitude. I've, seen, I've had the empathy of looking at another human eye to eye, regardless of their circumstances and their life choices and their past and their history and whatever their records say they did. I'm not saying they didn't do it. I'm not saying they don't deserve the penance that they're paying right now. But to look them eye to eye and understand that we're both humans and we both have potential too. So I'll wrap it up for for the people that we met last week in the in the prison, they've still got potential. Like they've, there's what they are now with their circumstances, with their past, with their, just like all of us, their past might be worse than us, or they got convicted of something and they committed a potentially heinous act, a violent, a violent crime. And now they're dealing with the consequences of that action, just like we all are, but they still have potential. There's where they are and where they're trying to be. And with us as business owners, as people that are serving the world, however it is you serve the world. I know a lot of my friends run they work with nonprofits, they work with donors, work with investors, they work with sales and marketing and advertising their business, whatever it is, there's where you are and there's where you're going. And so here's my challenge. Number one, you're really clear on where you're headed. That's number one. So for me, let's just say I'm going to be the type of person that hosts live events and creates warm, welcoming experiences and safe spaces where people can come and learn and grow and then own their marketing, get better results, have more time, freedom, more money, freedom. So that's step one, identify that. Step two, what traits does that person need to embody? So can I go from introverted guy behind the computer to hosting 100 people at an event in Denver in June? What needs to be true about that person? What skills do I need to level up? What traits do I need to start to embody and grow and learn? Public speaking, teaching, coaching, warmth, right? Welcoming. Like my wife is amazing at hospitality. I'm not naturally good at that. If you come to my house, I just kind of stare at you until you get yourself a glass of water or whatever. I'm just kidding. But um, I'm not naturally hospitable necessarily, right? How does that need to change? For me to step into my calling and step into who I'm becoming, what traits do I need to start to add to my repertoire? That episode, I don't know, probably 100 episodes ago about micro skills. And you start to think, you know, if, if I need to host an event, I need to be a good speaker in my head too, like well-dressed and slightly humorous and not say um a lot and a clear framework and a good teacher. Those are all micro skills because I could nail one of those. Like I could be really funny with no good content and people would not be served at my event. It's the micro skills along the way. And that's what I'm talking about as well. So what micro skills do you need to master or level up or improve as you go to fill your purpose out into the world. So step one, where you headed? Step two, what micro skills do you need to level up? And then step three, what experiences do you need to create for yourself to go get better at that? If you need to get better at speaking, then go speak. If you want to get better at writing, then go write. If you want to get better at empathy, go to a prison. If you want to get better at whatever your skills, you know, hospitality, hang out with my wife for a bit. You know, that's what I'm, that's what I'm doing and be more warm and welcoming, right? So that's my thoughts on today. Hope you enjoyed this quick mini series about potential, which I just see the potential as the gap between where we are and where we're headed, what something looks like, and then what something could be and the energy and the friction and the tension we can apply to that thing to take it from its current state where it's not serving anybody in its fullest version of itself to where it can go out into the world. 
like the woman at our church that was cleaning houses. Now she stopped doing that. And now I'm assuming she's on staff at a church, living her purpose, living her dream. When I hit that stage on in June, which I'd love to have you join me, go to onehourfunnellive.com to get your tickets. When I hit that stage in June, I'm stepping into that potential. I'm, step, I'm, I'm activating that. When those freshly shined shoes hit that stage and there's 100 smiling faces in the audience that came there to learn, I'm going to show up there and be ready. 